welcome to the Diamonds Girlcast, a place for honest conversations that empower and support you in your faith. Welcome to the Diamonds Girlcast. Always lovely pleasure to be with my lovely friend Cherie. How are you doing Hello. today? Good. I watched Madagascar with my uh, toddler this morning and that's been my day so far. <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> what about you? Um, yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like just days go really quickly. Like, obviously, we're still recording this in lockdown. And so we haven't done very much. I'm afraid my morning's been pretty boring. I managed to do some washing, which always seems like this mammoth task in my life. And um, try to stop two screaming children from, you know, ruining our house. And that's mm. basically where we got to. <laughs> Happy I, days. I can, uh, I can relate to that. <laughs> oh, good, good times. Um, today's episode is all about being valued by others. And so we're just going to get into that. But really quickly, Cherie, you introduced us to an interesting topic of starting recommend or don't recommend um, with your interesting um, <laughs> recommendation last week. So I'm hoping that not too many girls across the country have been um, scarred by your book recommendation. <laughs> well, um, obviously, my recommendation this week um, is going to be for another book and film, which is, of course, the sequel to The Shining. <laughs> so uh, also an excellent book, an excellent film. I got Dr. Sleep given to me for Mother's Day this year. So wow. <laughs> So as where uh, The Shining was uh, thematically about alcoholism through the lens of a horror film and book, uh, Dr. Sleep is uh, actually about recovery. So okay. um, recovery from addiction through the lens of horror once again. So wow. I'm doubling down, Bridget. You can, uh, you can disapprove all you want, listener, but I will keep talking about Stephen King until I have at least one convert. <laughs> One convert. Okay, well, guys listening, if you've been converted <laughs> by Cherie's interesting um, book recommendations, then please get in touch. Dr. Sleep, so good. <laughs> I will, however, not be watching or reading Dr. Sleep because it will mean that I don't sleep. Well, um, I mean, you shouldn't really read it until after you read The Shining anyway. So. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so if that's what you're recommending, Cherie, um, what do you not recommend this week? Mm, well, uh, I don't recommend this week, and this is also a correction apology, um, not having the verse in front of you that you're meant to read out on a podcast. So Brilliant. do not recommend that. I apologize for my very hasty uh, sort of recap of the verse I was supposed to be reading last week because I didn't have it in front of me at the time. So I don't recommend being unprepared, essentially. <laughs> the good thing, though, is it's funny, like, even not mentioning it, Cherie, I'll be really honest, I didn't even notice. And I'm recording this podcast <gasps> with you, so I don't know what that says about me. But um, I think you're more on it than you realize. Well, good. I, I, I'm good at fooling people, at the very least. Now, what about yourself, Bridget? What would you recommend to our listeners this week? So my recommendation this week um, maybe seems a little bit boring. Um, however, I would recommend taking time off. Now, the reason I kind of feel that's like, yes, Bridget, that's obvious. But do you know what? In lockdown, holidays don't look like you would want them to. Um, clearly, you know, we're having staycations. Um, and those staycations don't maybe feel as exciting as they initially might have. Um, but actually, lockdown has been really tiring. And it has a whole emotional level on top of it for you. And so actually, I think actually we need more sleep and rest than we maybe realize and I think that's certainly true for me so I've tried to be proactive and um, this week and taking some more time out 
to just look after myself and be kind to myself. And I'm always a person that says, oh, no, no, keep going, Bridget. You know, then you can do this and you can do that. And the long and short of it is you can't if you just keep going because you'll crash. So I have taken time out and um, so I can look out for myself and after myself. So that's what I would recommend. Rest, even when you maybe don't think it is needed, is really important. And thank you. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't recommend um, watching um, late night um, BBC iPlayer stuff till, you know, early hours in the morning thinking you won't be tired the next day because it's just a personal enough, experience <laughs> funnily enough you will be tired and you'll oh, keep on no. being tired and that cycle doesn't change so do not recommend staying up too late because ultimately you'll still be tired the next morning mm. well Some obvious ones for me to be honest <laughs> i'm sure we could all take that advice now i am also uh interested to know how you did with our takeaway last week bridget because we had the takeaway uh thinking about um, you know, an area where we struggle with our value, um, you know, maybe just one, you know, trying to be a bit introspective. So did you think about that at all after our conversation? What was, what's one area that you maybe thought, oh, I hadn't really considered that before, but I maybe struggle with my value in this area. Yeah. So it's funny. I think it relates to rest again. Okay. So just hear me out for a second. Um, I think at different times in our life, or different seasons or different aspects even of the week we tend to struggle with things maybe more than we do maybe other points and I've been super aware that I struggle with things a lot more when I'm extra tired Mm -hmm. and I'm triggered a lot more when I'm extra tired you know we all know that when you're tired you get grumpier your fuse is shorter it's all these things and I think actually how we view ourselves also is impacted by those things Um, so I think I've been trying to think about the impact of those things on Mm -hmm. how I and then deal with my value for instance so if I'm extra tired I'm more likely to be triggered to you know negative self-talk to um, look for affirmation from others to look for um, that support from other things in my life that's maybe not helpful or not necessarily healthy I guess I've been trying to think of the environmental factors on how I value myself and I've noticed that tiredness or the strain that puts on my body also does the same to my mind in terms of how I view myself so I've been trying to be a bit more proactive to go, Bridget, you're tired. You're going to feel like, you know, you're maybe doing a less good job at something or you maybe didn't feel that you handled that conversation as well. You are valuable and actually this is okay, but maybe get some rest, for instance. Mm. Um, Really quickly, Shiri, anything that you've been thinking about on that from last week's episode? Oh, just silly. I was laughing at myself because I had written down tall and blonde as one of like the ways to describe myself. And I was realizing ever since I was like in high school, I've like secretly been proud of being tall and blonde. Like I would never dye my hair another color or any because I just like being able to say it. And I was laughing at myself like maybe I value that a little too much, (laughs) (laughs) even though it's not something I think about. But I do like to be able to describe myself that way. So isn't that funny yeah um this week's episode we're thinking a little bit more about you know um valued by others and it was so great last week to hear from ashley and she shared so honestly with us about her experience of um really feeling like her value was seen in her friends and her value being basically in their affirmation of her and you know we're going to think a little bit more about that today um she shared so openly and honestly about how she was starting to replace that system with god's system and the challenges that came with that Um, And so we, I guess, wanted to kind of dig a bit deeper into that with just thinking about ultimately, you know, how does God value us Um, a little bit further than where we we ended up with last week's episode. 
Um, but particularly this whole idea of, you know, valued by others um, can and does have such an impact on us. And that can be both a positive thing, but it also can be a negative thing. Um, so I think I'm going to hand over to you, Cherie, to just introduce our um, hot topic this week. Definitely. Well, no, as Bridget's saying, this last week we had a bit more of an overview of value and how we build up our sense of worth, um, knowing how, you know, whether we matter, how much we matter. Um, and this week we want to speak specifically about how we build our value around what other people think, what other people say. And that is huge for everyone. It doesn't matter how old you are. We all build a sense of self-worth around what other people have said to us. Um, and so for me, um, uh, I think, especially when I was in high school, and I'm sure lots of people can maybe relate to this, I had maybe one of my lowest times um, in high school because of a boy, oh no. <laughs> and I was, I was always too shy to ever admit uh, if I had feelings for someone or if I had a crush um, or whatnot. And so it was a guy who I had been really close friends with for a long time. He went to a different school than me actually. And um, so just, I mean, on the one hand, when we were spending a lot of time together and speaking on the phone or whatever, I, you know, I was so built up. I was giddy, excited. You know, you, all of a sudden you feel like you're on top of the world. But then, um, uh, unbeknownst to me, he had started dating someone at his own school. And I, no. and I was crushed, like absolutely crushed hated myself, you know, lie on my bed for hours crying, <laughs> you know, everything that you can imagine from a teen movie. And so I went from the heights, you know, of just feeling like this is the best, like I, you know, feel so good about myself because he's paying attention to me and speaking to me and all this. I'm just down to the total dumps. And funnily enough, I mean, it's still someone who I know a little bit. We really were very good friends, but I think it was just a picture um, in my life at that time. Because now when I see him, of course, I don't feel that way at all. And I feel really silly for having lie on my bed and cried hours over him because it's like, oh, I had a lot more to do with my self-value than anything else, mm. you know? Yeah. And uh, I think you can only see that with 2020 hindsight <laughs> sometimes, but that was, I'm sure, something a few of us can relate to, how we build our value sometimes around uh, a boy or a crush or, you know, wanting that kind of attention. And it and, has such a big impact on us, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it really was a good half a year of my life that was... <laughs> I was Make or break. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I think for me, when we were talking about this, I was actually thinking of it in a positive sense. So, you know, hmm. being valued by others can have also a really positive impact in our lives. And I look back over the 31 years of my life so far, and um, I realized actually there's been really significant people who've been in my life um, who I really feel that like God has brought into my life who've had a very positive impact on my value. Potentially, and um, most often actually, when I've maybe felt negatively about my value, maybe because I've looked for it in the wrong places or others you know negative value of me has really impacted me I've also had people and I've been so fortunate to have people who have called out the best of me who have valued me mm. as God does and actually that valuing of me in that way has totally transformed my life um in terms of helping me learn to value myself as God does um and I think you know we're going to talk a bit about you know who is the community around you that you place yourself in and that has such an impact on you 
Mm, and I think for me, it was a really positive experience to have people who get, got alongside me and who said, Bridget, I value you. And even if I didn't feel that way about myself, they did. And over time, that then had an, a longer impact. So, um, yeah, I think my example is, is a positive one. But I think, you know, we were talking a little bit about, you know, how others value us. You know, that really comes from the culture around us, doesn't it, Cherie, about comparison and the impact on that. And I think you're maybe going to unpack some stuff for us for that. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, for all of those listening, you can look back for yourself. Well, for those of us who are past our school days, you can look back and think about the people whose opinion mattered so much to you. Um, or if you're in school now, um, who amongst your peers do you really want to be like? Whose opinion um, would either build you up to the sky, maybe in an imbalanced kind of way, like that person's opinion matters more than anyone else's. Um, and funnily enough, sometimes we don't even like that person. It's just that we decided that what they think matters and we matter if they think about us. Um, but, um, you know, it, it shows that value. It shows how much sometimes we place on certain people. And last week we talked a lot about imbalances and the whole comparison game really does emphasize where some of our imbalances in our value are. If there's one person or one group of people at your school who their opinion matters the most, and if they said something to you, it would crush you or build you up. Well, there's an imbalance, right? And I mean, the same is true on a wider level of other people sort of out there in the world. The world does work on a comparison model. When you see an advert on TV, that advert is usually asking you to compare yourself to someone else. How realistic that comparison is or not <laughs> is up for grabs. Um, but the world is always telling us to compare ourselves. You know, I think Instagram can be a bit of a dangerous um, social media platform because it's focused on comparison and not just with looks, obviously. You know, as girls, sometimes we think all about looks, um, but I think things like Instagram all of a sudden make us think about what we have or don't have, what our house looks like or doesn't look like, the things that we own or, you know, do I have that brand? Do I have the newest this or that? We want to know how well we're doing by looking at others. But I think if we all just take a step back from it for a second, then we'd see there's some major imbalances there. Um, and I'll, again, this is human nature. We're all going to do this sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it's just keeping things in perspective and making sure that God's perspective outweighs any of these people's, any of these adverts, any Instagram feed um, that God's uh, values, his um, value of us is the one that we're really basing everything on. So we can't tell you that. If you're listening right now, I can't tell you where your imbalance is <laughs> or um, if you are valuing one person's opinion too much. But you, I mean, I think we all know um, in our hearts sort of where those imbalances are. It maybe just takes a little time to think about. Every week, we love to hear from somebody who's walked through some of the things that we're talking about today. This is today's Feet on the Ground example. It's really great to be sat with my friend, Steph. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, we're doing good. Um, thank you so much for being willing to just share some thoughts with us on, yeah, being valued by other people and also finding your value in God. So I'll just let you go for it, if that's okay. If I were to constantly be seeking my value in those those opinions, then that changes all the time. Um, and 
when it's somebody else's thought it can be quite um random or it can be what i perceive them to think rather than what they're actually thinking mm -hmm. um which isn't the most helpful or consistent or encouraging um and that's where i find looking to god's opinion of me much more um solid a foundation because his his opinion never changes um my value to him never changes um, depending on what I'm doing or what I'm wearing or um, how I look or the choices that I make, um, his opinion doesn't change and it stays the same, um, you know, yesterday, today and forever. So I find um, the more I look to God and the more that I ground myself in what he says and what he thinks of me, the, the stronger um, my foundations and the stronger that my beliefs can be because yeah they're not as changeable or variable or um and they're certain they're sure and certain they're not just what I perceive them to be or um you know how God happens to be feeling that day and um, they're sure and certain um, so I yeah don't have to worry or that's so helpful can you quickly just tell us have you found certain ways that have helped you look at what God says about you over maybe how other people have, you know, maybe when a friend has maybe criticized you or not given you a response you wanted, how have you then found your security in God? Is there something you've done that's helped you? Um, what God says in the Bible has always been um, a good, a good place for me to start, especially if I've been struggling in any way. Um, I used to, when I was at university, I would try um, and read a psalm every day um, or a proverb and um, and I was trying to like memorize a different bit of um, either psalms or proverbs every day but that's quite hard because by like day 30 it's like 30 things so uh, I had to like read that in a bit and do what was realistic um, but being able to have that knowledge um, or have some of that knowledge in my brain to recall um, when I was struggling or when somebody said something that I didn't, yeah, that upset me or I didn't understand and um, being able to always remember, you know, that God tells me to be strong and courageous and um, whatever else um, and being able to, yeah, recall what God says and remember what he's done in the past in my life so that I know that he's still with me now even if it doesn't feel like that um that his yeah those those verses can kind of be ingrained in my brain that's such a helpful example because i think that's one of the things that um we're hoping the diamonds girl cast um can help us with is actually we hear from people like yourself who have tried and tested things like you're talking about so memorizing something that god says to you about who you are particularly when you maybe have that challenge when somebody says something unkind or you're feeling insecure. Um, I love that. And also then looking back and remembering how God has been faithful in the past. So thank you so much for sharing and being honest with us. And um, I'm sure we'll speak to you soon, but thanks for today. It's always great, isn't it? To just hear real life stories. I think I find them always so inspiring to help me relate to some of my own stuff. So we hope that today's Feet on the Ground 
example has inspired you as well to think about the impact of others valuing you and um, also how we learn to value ourselves as God does. Um, so we always like to dig into today's topic um, and go a bit deeper. And so today we really wanted us to think a little bit more about the impact of, yeah, this comparison that we can really get into. And so I think, Cherie, you're going to give us maybe some top tips in terms of thinking about top three people maybe who have impacted your value. Um, you know, that could be positive, also negative, and actually how that then has related to your journey through valuing yourself. Well, definitely. Um, and this is for you guys listening to, to think about who are the people who have really impacted your value for better people who have really helped you to value yourself. And um, Bridget was sharing a little bit about that earlier. And then people who, you know, you know, haven't, you know, people who have really damaged your sense of self-worth. Mm. Um, and so I think uh, top person uh, or people for me, and it sounds cliche, but my mom and dad, um, be at the top of my list for positive, uh, self value. Um, and I think, you know, I've really reflected on this recently because I've been working with some young people, um, who have really, you know, been damaged by, um, their, uh, you know, their parents, uh, not valuing them really as they ought to have, um, really damaging their self-worth. And it made me think a lot about how I just feel I have this foundation in my life of um, seeing myself in the best possible way, of valuing myself, uh, because they did first. Mm. And, and family is huge. And so if you're someone listening now who really struggles with that with your family, you're not alone. There's so many people out there. Um, but just to recognize that is the first step to building up a new value system. So that's my top one. I really have appreciated uh, what my parents have done for me in terms of my sense of self-worth. What about someone for you, Bridget? Yeah, so I think I kind of put, um, when I was thinking of this, I kind of put into three categories. Um, so friends, family, and university. Um, so the reason I share these two examples is because they've, they've all had a, a really big impact on my value. Um, yeah. Friends both um, recently more positive, um, but friends past and really negative, you know. And I think we were talking about this before, you know, the idea of, you know, a friend just needs to say one thing to me, for mm -hmm. instance, and then I would then not do something for like, ever because I was so worried about what that one person would think and yeah you know if that had been something that actually was a really big part of who I was then actually there's a whole section of my life or a whole section of who I was that I was trying not to be and we're having a little think about the impact of that in a second but so friends have kind of had both a big impact in positive as well as negative you know and obviously I mentioned the positive side you know family is a big one you know there's just a fact we don't choose our family and that's not always a bad thing um <laughs> but family family can be really tough you know we probably all can relate to tough experiences with family um but because family is ultimately family um you know their valuing of us and what they value has a huge impact so you know if mm. academic achievement is a big thing in your family then that then has a big pressure on you now if you don't fit into that then there's a whole value system that you're trying to walk out differently, which is really hard to value yourself in positively, for instance. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I can relate to that in terms of, you know, my past family experience, particularly around things like my dyslexia, which I shared about before. And I think university then was a big challenge and change for me because university people valued me really differently. They didn't necessarily see by past academic achievements. Like sure, I got in because I'd managed to somehow miraculously scrape certain grades. But actually, I was on a plain level field with everybody else. 
Mm. And that actually did something in an amazing way for my value because they expected the same from me than they did of every single, like every single, everyone else in my class. And that then meant that I had a challenge. It was like, you know, am I going to start valuing myself as other people do? You know, I remember having one conversation, particularly with one lecturer who said, well, Bridget, why wouldn't you manage to pass your exams? And I literally had talked myself down before I'd even started telling myself that I was going to fail because I'd had past experience of failure and that being spoken over me. Mm-hmm. And they said to me, well, Bridget, well, why don't you try and do the exam and see what happens? Now, that's like obvious advice, isn't it? Because, of course, like, try and do the exam and see what happens. And actually, I did the exam and I did really well. And it made me realize actually the issue hadn't been the people necessarily around me. It was actually the talk that I'd given myself. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so for that, you know, that was probably, you know, the third group or area of my life of people that have really impacted that. And it challenged my perception of myself. Well, that's a really good sort of lead into to thinking about how this whole comparison thing, other people's values affect how we think about ourselves. Because we might say, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And nothing was ever further from the truth because what people have said over us or, you know, whether it be family, friends, peers, um, it really gets down deep sometimes into how we think about ourselves. Um, And we can have a really false sense of who we are based purely on comparison. Um, Like with how Bridget's been talking about academic achievement and feeling really low in that area when that wasn't necessarily true. You know, Bridget is one of the most accomplished people that I know. And it's always funny to me to think of you not believing in yourself or not having that drive that I know you have to achieve because that's such an integral part of who you are. We can think less of ourselves, basically, if we feel like, you know, we don't match up or other people are telling us we don't match up. So we need to not let our internal value always be determined by external factors by mm. people and their opinions and that can be hard I mean I'm not saying oh this will happen overnight <laughs> let's base our value on something else catch yourself catch yourself when you start doing this because God has a totally different value system for us yeah and it's you know what it's really tough I think we can we can swing a bit like a pendulum can't we one day we feel like oh, yeah. we're doing well and the next day we feel like we're not and you know, what is maybe going to be the challenge for me and Sheree might be different than you and that is okay in terms of, you know, your challenge is just as valid as ours. Um, But it is working out what that is. And I think that is where, you know, thinking about, well, what's God's value system? You know, just because maybe our challenges might be different from each other, ultimately God's value system is relevant to everybody. And God's value system, you know, isn't based on anything I've done or not done, or it's not based on me completing something or me matching up to how someone else, you know, draws their opinions on me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God's value system says, I'm good enough before I start. I'm designed and destined to do good things. I have a mm-hmm. good plan for my life, not based on how others view me. You know, um, I think you've got Psalm 139, some verses that you were going to share for us there. Yes, and I have them right in front of me. Go for it. Psalm 139, 13 and 14 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. And that's what God is saying about each and every one of us. I love that. I think you know, there's a number of things that I just want to really quickly pull out of there. Um, you know, God formed me in my mother's womb, which means ultimately he knew who I was going to be before anybody else did. 
you know, God does not make mistakes. And I think sometimes how people treat us um, can come across and can be, we can be told that, you know, you are a mistake or what you've done is a mistake or you're not good enough. God doesn't make mistakes. God does not make rubbish. And actually, if we believe that God is truth, then anything that he does and anything that he says is true. And we mm. are, you know, the pinnacle of his creation. The Bible tells us that we are an absolute masterpiece. Now, I don't know about you, Sherry, but I don't necessarily wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and go, wow, what a masterpiece I am. <laughs> Though you should. <laughs> you know, I, I maybe don't use the words, Bridget, you're fearfully, wonderfully made. But joking aside, like I am, you know, spots, tiredness, bags under my eyes, you know, stress, all whatever's going on in my life. God says I'm wonderful. And actually, if I start to walk out of that, as opposed to somebody saying, well, Bridget, you're only going to be worthwhile if you achieve this, or if I think this of you, actually it changes my whole perspective. And ultimately, you know, I believe that God has a plan for my whole life, but I'm only going to be able to access that plan if I start to value myself in a way that will help me actually even walk into that. And I think mm-hmm. this is why value is so important, because it can stop us actually walking in the very things that we're meant to do. And yeah. I know so many people who haven't walked into something or haven't tried something or haven't gone and and gone about something they've been excited about because they're so worried either about other people's opinions or what someone has said to them has stopped them then going and living their dream and you know the you know the bible says that you know the the enemy comes to kill steal and destroy he doesn't want us to have a good life and god has made us so we can walk in the plans he has for us and those plans are good plans Mm. and actually us working out god's value system is actually really key to that and I'm probably getting on, you know, I'm getting on my passion train. Um, <laughs> but true. like, it's true. And I think it's interesting to hear you say to me, Sheree, oh, Bridget, you know, it's funny to hear that, you know, you didn't value yourself that way when you were at school. I had zero value for myself at school. I really believed that I was some bad person, which is absolute rubbish. But the only reason that I feel like I'm able to say something different now is because I've had to really battle to hold on to God's value system. Um, mm. And that's been a process. And I think, Sheree, you've got some... Th- kind of helpful tips or some things that we could think yeah. about to help us start to know God's truth and to walk that out. Well, we always want to recognize that you might be listening now without much of a faith of your own. Maybe God, Jesus, Christianity is new to you or even completely foreign to you. And so when we're talking about building your value on, you know, on God, on what God says, maybe that just seems impossible. And so we want to give you a few things to walk away with. The first thing is really um, to get into the Bible, into scripture. And sometimes scripture can be confusing, but this is a wonderful place full of God's truth about the world, about us. And we do want to recommend that you spend time in scripture. You will never, um, you will never, uh, yeah, waste time uh, in God's word, even if it's brand new to you. So give it a try. Why not read Psalm 139? It's, I think, the the longest chapter in the whole Bible. So that's a good place to start. And you can say that you read the longest chapter. The second thing is really to build up a relationship with God through time with him. And that's not only in scripture, but also in prayer. Um, And as we think about comparisons, as we think about valuing ourselves, that is something definitely for prayer um, to ask God to show us how he sees us, to ask God to give us compassion for other people as we compare ourselves, you know, to not put people on a pedestal, but to see them as he sees them with compassion and, and grace and love. And, you know, uh, 
the third thing uh, is this community of believers. So we're not asking you to go join your local church right now and become a card-carrying member. But uh, if you're interested in faith, if you are a person of faith, other believers, other people of faith are really necessary. Mm. People who, like Bridget has been talking about, I have no doubt some of those positive people in her life who really helped her build her sense of value were Christian people, people who could speak God's truth. And that's what we all need. We all need that community. So when talking about being valued by others, it isn't always negative. We need the community of, um, you know, of faith, of believers, of people who will speak really positive truth into our lives, be our role models. So find, find those people for you. It might not be the first church you try. Um, it might not be the church that you're at right now. Some of you have been at the church that your parents took you to (laughs) and you're still there. Um, but I'd recommend you need to find your people of faith, the people who are Mm going to speak to your life. So yeah, that's really good. Doing that. That's really good, Shireen. I think that's the thing of like, I actually just don't, I actually don't believe that we can learn to value ourselves as God does on our own. Like just Mm. facts, like, let's just call it out guys you need to find people you need to find people who will call out the best in you and when you negatively talk about yourself say guys hold up that's actually not what god says about you and you know you mm-hmm. stop that thought and we're just going to think about some practical stuff on that actually um, and yeah. you know, practical ways of dealing with we've talked a lot about comparison today and you know comparison and being valued by others are not the same thing but they are closely you know linked to each other and so that's one of the reasons why we've spent some time thinking about comparison um, Bishri, you had some ideas about helping us to practically deal with this comparison challenge. Sure. Um, my first one, and I've spoken about my mum and dad, and uh, I got a little pearl of wisdom from my mother here. And she told me this when I was in high school back in the States. Um, she told me, and it's always stayed with me, that everyone is always just thinking about themselves, Sheree. And <laughs> it sounds a bit silly, but it helped me so much to realize I always felt like everyone was always looking at me. Everyone's always judging me. Uh, You know, if I even put a foot out of line, everyone's going to laugh at me or whatever. And mom said, no, that's not true at all because everyone is only thinking about themselves all the time. Um, And so (laughs) if you feel trapped by comparison, trapped by people's judgments, when you walk down your school hall, whenever you're allowed to go back to school, just keep that in mind. Um, And then, you know, the next piece of advice on from that is actually to start thinking about yourself less. If you want to not base so much of your value on (laughs) what other people think or say, actually one big tip is to just stop thinking about yourself so much. And the biblical idea behind this is humility. And a little saying about humility is humility is not thinking less of yourself, right? Humility is thinking of yourself less. How much time do we spend just, you know, killing ourselves, mulling over what did she say? What did he say? What are they doing? Am I matching up? Instead, I think we can just have compassion and humility. Humility about ourselves where we're going to stop looking inward and start looking outward to other people. And then compassion for other people to say, actually, we're all having a tough time. We're all in this together. So how can I be a person of humility and compassion? And actually, that helps us to focus on God more, too, as we look at other people as God sees them. I think Bridget has a good one for our third uh, tip as well. Um, I think that's really helpful, Cherie. That's I think that last one on humility really resonates with me, so thank you. Um, yeah, so 
I was wanting to think a bit more about, you know, how do we replace the negativity that maybe we view in terms of the narrative inside our head with truth? Um, and actually, you know, we have maybe found ourselves getting into a pattern that sends us down a certain way, you know, and it's that reprogramming of that pattern actually is quite hard. You know, it's when that situation happens that, you know, propels us into this comparison narrative. Um, you know, we find ourselves, we're not even at school yet. We're not even at our friend's house and we're thinking, oh my goodness, they're going to think this or, or I wonder what they're going to talk to me about that about, you know? And mm -hmm. none of that's actually happened yet, yet we're already 10 steps down the line and we are sure the worst outcome is going to happen. And it's like, how do you backtrack that? Because that's, it's like a muscle. Our memory and our brain is a muscle that we flex in a certain way. And so we get used to flexing it in one way and trying to flex it in a different way. We talked about this before. It's actually hard. And so for me, I've been thinking it's about setting myself practical reminders. You know, when I start to notice that I'm like got all this negative self-talk about a situation that's maybe not even happened yet. I'm like, well, Bridget, do you know what? This hasn't happened yet. What am I going to say to myself that's going to help me kind of get out of that rabbit hole, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where some of the stuff that we've talked about today, you know, the Bible, prayer, community of other people is really important. But it's also knowing what our triggers are. So knowing what places and situations and circumstances are more likely to trigger me into that comparison challenge, you know? So mm -hmm. if there's maybe a certain person that I find difficult or a certain place that I start to feel more anxious and challenged in, when I go to that place, I'm going, Bridget, remember, this is something that you maybe find a little harder. Or going back to, I guess, that example I gave at the beginning of thinking back to last week's episode, when I'm more tired, when I'm struggling more, I tend to value myself less. Just that. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah. clocking when I'm tired, going, Bridget, you need some time out. You need some rest. Or going, do you know what, Bridget? Let's just be a little kind here today and go, do you know what? Today hasn't been a total write-off. It maybe feels that way, but I'm not going to let my mind go down that road telling myself that I'm not good enough. Um, so catching it, ourselves in those cycles it's catching yourself in the cycles so it's recognizing where those places are what those people are and to be honest saying God's truth over you is how you get out of that you know that's what Ashley was talking about last week and the only way I can do that is by knowing what God says about me and the only way I can do that is by spending time with him and the only way I can do that is by getting other people to help pull me out of that cycle mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so Cherie for today's takeaway as we finish today's episode what have you got for us well, we wanted you guys to start doing a little bit of that for yourselves. Now, not everything is going to, as we say, resonate with you. It might not be for you, but try this week one of those three things to create a new pattern of thinking, especially if you feel like you're in a downward spiral in terms of self-worth and value, or maybe not a big downward spiral. Maybe you just struggle in a couple areas. Well, you can, first of all, maybe take that to scripture and try and look at what God is saying about you. Again, why not look at Psalm 139? That might be a really helpful place to start. Number two, you could try, of course, praying. And if you've never prayed before, it's really easy. Just try and find a quiet space and speak to God, uh, you know, as if he was right there in front of you, because he is right there with you. <laughs> and that's not a scary thing. It's a really comforting and good thing. And take whatever it is that you might be struggling with and just speak to God really openly and honestly about it. You don't have to have special words or flowery language. Just speak to God. Lastly, if neither of those feel right, then uh, you can definitely be taking this to the community of believers. There are a million really good online services right now in lockdown. Um, and who knows whether, you know, just being in that space, hearing what some other people of faith are saying. So that's what we want you to do. 
for a takeaway this week, try one of those three ways to connect with God and to build a new sense of value for yourself. So great, Sheree. Thank you so much for being part of today's episode. And just the, no, three, thing, <laughs> the three things that you've mentioned there, we're going to stick some links in our bio to some helpful resources that might help you do those things. So just make sure to check those out. But until next time, we hope today's episode has inspired you to walk more closely with God and to value yourself as he does. And we look forward to speaking with you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Diamond Girlcast. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, why not visit our website, www.diamondscotland.org.uk for more information or connect with us further over on our social media platforms. We would love to hear from you.